Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I'll explore the lessons from another recent not-so-successful Creator Package Goods supplement brand. But before we get started, I would love if you took 48 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. The boys over at the content collective Sway House just got sued, and you'll never believe the supplement brand entrepreneurs that are on the other side of this lawsuit. So I'm going to assume that since 88% of my historical YouTube channel watch time comprises of individuals that are 25 years or older, it might be valuable to initially start with a quick rundown of the Sway House. Okay, so the content collective known as Sway House was started in January 2020 by the TikTok talent management company TalentX Management. Essentially, TalentX chose a handful of its influencer clients to live in a 7,800-square-foot mansion in Bel Air, rent-free, and collaborate on videos for the various digital platforms. While there were kind of several Sway House members that weren't listed on this lawsuit, I'm going to focus just on those that were included, which were Blake Gray, Noah Beck, Bryce Hall, Griffin Johnson, and Josh Richards. If you aren't a member of Gen Z, which again, based on my YouTube analytics, is likely the case, then those five names likely mean nothing to you. But just to give you a sense of their distribution power, they combine for over 100 million TikTok followers and 30 million followers on Instagram. Maybe though, this is a good time to even take one step back further and explain the concept of content houses. So the idea of a content house, which is also known as a collab house or a creator house or a content collective, started in 2014 when the members of the YouTube channel Our Second Life moved in together and set up shop in a mansion they referred to as O2L Mansion. And then you had a year later, a group of influencers from Vine, which did include Logan Paul, they moved into a large apartment together on Vine Street. Other notable collab houses over the years included one inhabited by Jake Paul called Team 10. You had the esports and gaming focused one, Phase House, and then Hype House, which even got a 2022 Netflix series before that content house disbanded. These content houses were intended, or I guess are intended, to be a solution to the increased noise problem. For those that maybe are unaware, social media influencer continues to be the top answer of the age-old childhood question of what would you like to be when you grow up? With young people of all walks of life having grown accustomed to sharing day-to-day life experiences as creators on social media, it means more creators are emerging every day. That then leads to massive flows of content on these popular digital platforms, making it difficult to attract and hold the attention of followers. While the internet facilitates collaboration across distances far and wide, it can't replicate the level of teamwork you get from having two or more people together in the same room. In essence, 
Collab houses boost creative potential and output by bringing young influencers together in the same space under one physical roof. The physical location itself is what makes the collab house a novel idea. When two or more influencers work together, which collab houses make easy to do, these influencers cross-promote each other's content, which further adds to their fan bases. Many of these influencers that are within these content houses have similar followings to begin with, which makes it easier to pick up followers when this collaboration occurs. Their ability to work together to create content only amplifies their potential of digital content virality. As these content house members gain more followers, the stage is set for monumental brand partnerships or even deeper business relationships. This is really a good probably transition time back towards Sway House and then the launch of Sway Fitness Supplements in February of 2022. I know I sound like a broken record at this point, but the most popular creators of today are becoming the biggest CPG brands of tomorrow. If you can consistently catch lightning in a bottle by holding consumer attention with the help of these digital platform algorithms, congratulations. You've just become one of the most sought after assets in the world. The social currency of views, likes, comments, and shares now have exchange rates that supersede basic salary and fee-based compensation of brand partnerships alone. Creators have the potential to build extremely valuable brands, but not all are created equal. It's also important to mention that when talking about the CBG industry, there are more to the equation than just having an uber popular creator co-founder that can pull forward brand awareness. Creator packaged goods brands must still be great at all the blocking and tackling X's and O's CPG operator stuff. And that's why partnerships with strong CPG operators or companies are so important to enhance the probability of success in the long run. There needs to be a credible person and or a team behind a creator packaged goods brand. Sway Fitness had that in the business entity PhD Fitness LLC, which they originally started working with on fitness content in 2021. Who is PhD Fitness LLC, you might ask? As the press release stated, Sway Fitness was created by a combination of the scientific expertise of Dr. Jim Sapani, business acumen of Jim Supplement CEO Mike Mackerlane, and global influence of Sway House. Sway Fitness was meant to be a supplement line not only for enhancing gym gains, but also for living an active lifestyle. Several creatively named flavors of Sway Fitness pre-workout and Sway Sheesh energy sticks hit shelves and online exclusively at GNC in February 2022. I'll be the first to admit that I thought the potential for this creator packaged goods supplement brand was there. And I even reached out to Mike to kind of chat about the strategic vision of Sway Fitness through some content. Then only like five months or so later after that launch, things seemed to go dark for Sway Fitness. Unfortunately, the execution of Sway Fitness allegedly wasn't there on both sides of the partnership. While I mentioned earlier that a lot of the typical issues with creator packaged goods comes from not having sound CPG operators around the projects, this seems to be the opposite problem. 
from what I can see noted in the lawsuit around operating agreements, Mike and Jim upheld their end of the contract. But those previously listed members of Sway House breached contracts by failing to create content supporting the Sway Fitness brand, and even worse, by creating content that promoted competitors. Additionally, the lawsuit states that GNC was unable to sell a volume of Sway Fitness products that was reasonably anticipated. And those poor sales triggered a clause in the GNC vendor contract to return $390,000 in unsold products. In total, Sway Fitness is suing for more than half a million dollars in damages, which includes that previously mentioned unsold product amount. At the time of recording, there was no official statement that at least I could find from any of the Sway House members listed on this lawsuit. My assumption is this will be settled out of court and we likely won't hear about it much anymore. That being said, there's obviously a lesson or two here for supplement industry stakeholders, which are different than what I mentioned in a recent Nelk Boys and Full Send Supplements content. In that previous content, I stated that I wasn't even sure that Nelk and Full Send were the ideal creators for the supplement industry. That's different than the Sway House boys. They were already posting fitness or fitness adjacent content from the very beginning. Creator packaged goods brands are most effective when they maximize the right creator plus right product aspect and can be hypercharged when aestheticized with defining personality traits, which I thought Sway Fitness did a decent job of. In hindsight, I think maybe the Sway Fitness project was dead on arrival. Now, I don't follow these guys, really never have, and because of that, I'm not really sure about the underlying drama, but my assumption would be that it surrounds feuding over girls and too much talking on social media or in private causing a deeper lack of trust. So Sway House broke up unofficially in early 2021 and then officially it seemed over for sure in August 2021 when Bryce Hall publicly announced he left. And here's the problem, the Sway Fitness Supplement Line project likely already started and GNC was already on board. For those unaware, in the supplement industry, it usually takes on average like 12 to 16 weeks to move from an approved ideation to a finished good. That would be like October or November of 2021, but you must kind of also remember that 2021 wasn't a normal time for supply chains. So this project likely kicked off in mid-2021 when Sway House was unofficially still a thing. I don't think though Jim Stepani or Mike Mackerling sensed the relationship problems. Regardless, it's important to state that not all creators and then different projects by those creators generate the same commercial results. That's not to say that those listed Sway House members haven't created massive success for brand partners in the past or will again in the future. So I don't want anybody throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. Creator packaged goods brands still hold the potential of being developed into billion dollar successful businesses capable of competing with even the most powerful CPG giants. But with Sway Fitness, things just didn't seem to work out for whatever reason. And currently, we only know one side of the story outlined in the lawsuit. 
I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 